Yo, 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 we live on location. We in Miami right now. This is a special live on location tap-in, man. We never had a tap-in with a special guest, man. We got an all-time NBA great in this great. joint. You hear me? Yo. Before we get into the tap-in and talk about the season to be and the way too early predictions, man, we got to give a little kudos to my mans here. Yeah. Going into mm. the ring of honor with the Suns. We got Amari Stoudemire. Yes, yeah, And you, you about to be deemed with a prestigious award and getting placed it's kind of like getting your jersey retired slash hall of fame or, or their version of it how do you feel about getting that illustrious award of your season and your career playing for the suns going into the ring of honor yeah man i mean it's it's definitely very appreciative you know what i'm saying like being a high school player going straight to the league yeah yeah and, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. and then being able to take that through a career that ends up with the jersey retirement you know what I'm saying? That's like a, that's a special moment. Have they have they gave you a date yet? Uh, what date is? Yeah, March second. March second. So they want to be in that joint. You know what I'm saying? The third month, second day. Okay. Yeah. So that's how they want to have. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, what are some of the memories of the history of the game that you remember, guys? Getting a couple of players that you remember getting their jersey retired and the ceremony and their whole family sitting in the middle of the court. What are some of the memories that you remember seeing over your career? I mean, the one that stands out the most is when Mike got his jersey retired mm-hmm. in Chicago. Yeah. He had his family with him, his, his children and wife with him at the time. And watching the whole ceremony on how everyone was just, like, giving him the praise that he deserved from his illustrious career. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, watching that was good to watch. It would have passed for years watching Timmy get his retired, the Spurs, basically those guys, yeah. when their jersey retired, watching them. That was always good to see. How was it, uh... Did it blindside you or I was talking up to it or did it was just a blindside call? It was just like, hey, man, we're going we gonna to retire your jersey this year. And how was your reaction to it when they called? It was a blindsided call. Oh, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was my son's birthday. Oh, mm, yeah. So I was like, I was out walking the dog, actually, and about to get ready to plan something for him for dinner that night. And I got a call from, from Matt. He's like, yeah, I got something to tell you. All right, well, you know. He's talking about Matt Ish, Matt Ishbia, the Ish, new owner. Ishbia, the owner, the new owner, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, um, we're going to retire your jersey. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then he was like, uh, just explaining how it's going to work. And then um, shortly after that, I got texts from, like, all the you know front office people, mm-hmm. the congratulations and all these things. And they're like, we're going to make an announcement within the next few hours. Um, so it was like a a great day for me because it's my son's birthday. Yeah. It was also my namesake. Right. And then my name's been retired into the Ring of Honor. It was all like a like a um like a good moment for me. So it was cool. Yeah, it's about that time, man. Yes, sir. Like you definitely is a great and you definitely one of the greats out of Phoenix history, man. So congrats, bro. Appreciate yeah, man. it. Super salute on that, man. Let's get let's get into these storylines of the season, man. First of all, since we talking about Phoenix and you being in the ring on, let's stay right there. And they made some huge, huge moves this summer. And, you know, they walk into the season. KD and Book is back. CP is now in Golden State. Mm -hmm. And you got Bradley Beal, a new number three in the building with them. And they just made a couple extra moves on the tail end of of all of those other moves that was happening. They brought in... um, Nukas. Yeah, Nurk- big Nurkish they Nurk- got. Yeah, 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 Aiden yeah, is yeah. gone, and Aiden's now they gone. got Nurkish at center. So, so what do you what do you right. see with the Suns, the new look Suns, and, and what they trying to accomplish this year? I like what's going on. Booked the last man standing with that finals team. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They made a lot of changes. Brought in KD, Bradley, Bill, 
when you bring it, when you bring in KD, you know right off the top they're going to be a contender for, yeah. for, for yeah. the championship. Then you're going to bring in Bradley Beal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To kind of help with Book and KD. And then you go and make the trade with Aiden and bring in Norkic. And you got you got a few other pieces you brought in. Grayson Allen, some shooters. You got shooters around your core players. So that that's going to give you the formula right there that needs to be successful. Because you got your offensive talent with Book, KD, and Bradley. Mm-hmm. But then when they get double teamed or trapped or whatever, you got to have shooters. Yeah. I, I felt it was important for them to, to make that move and get Nurkic for Aiden. For whatever reason, I didn't feel like that he he – he needed a fresh start from there because I felt like yeah. from from the the last couple seasons, the you know he came back the one seed last season and hadn't talked to Monty or anybody the whole year, right? And it was clearly some type of disconnect there. And you know how it is, man. We get to a new team. I hope that he has a you know a hell of a new fresh start for Portland, and you know he doesn't have any of that energy stuck around. You know how sometimes it'd be just as simple as us just moving to a new place sure. and getting a fresh start and feeling better about ourselves, and we start hooping. Absolutely. But I think they needed that in Phoenix. He needed to go, and they needed him to go because it wasn't working for whatever reason. It wasn't working. It wasn't working. And I think, I think you know, Aiden probably wasn't as aggressive on the inside that the guys wanted him to be. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, when you're seven foot in the paint, you gotta dunk. You gotta you, you gotta you gotta dominate, champ. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you got you gotta bring it every Number single one night. Pick, yeah. you know? Top pick in the draft, and you got a chance to win a championship. And you got all the tools. When we look at you, your game, you you got everything. You, you gotta need to bring be it. Had. You gotta bring it. And so I think I think the chemistry there didn't work out for them in Phoenix. But now you're right. Going to Portland, that should kind of rejuvenate them and get them going. You know what I'm saying? Let me ask you this on the Phoenix side, like. Uh, you have KD, you got Book, you got Bradley. Do you think they should pursue a starting point guard or just be cool with the backup point guard and, and go with the three big big guards? Yeah, I mean, I'm always an advocate of having a point guard, mm-hmm. right, because you can control the game. You can get guys those shots when they need them. Mm-hmm. You can you can control the floor of the game. You know what I'm saying? A team may go on a, a three, a three, on a three-score run. You can stop that by getting KD the ball in this spot. Yeah. So having a point guard, it don't have to be a luxurious, you know, Hall of Fame point guard. Yep. Yeah. Just solid. Just somebody solid who control the game and the pace of the game will be helpful so you can get those guys to rock when they need it. Yeah. What what we feeling, Black, what you think about Dane Dollar? The trade that we knew was eventually mm-hmm. coming, but we had no damn clue that the Milwaukee Bucks was gonna, gonna sneak through the back door yeah. and 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 do everything to satisfy Big Giannis in one swoop. Like how like that all caught everybody else guard. But what do we think? How do they look now? You know, Drew Holiday is gone. He's in Boston, but mm-hmm. they they got Dane. They still got Middleton. They still got mm-hmm. Portis. They obviously got Giannis. They still got Lopez Crowder. Mm-hmm. They right. look like what could be a potential champion. Yeah, what you think? I, I think they was always a champion co- contender without Dame, but uh, just losing Grayson Allen, losing uh, Drew Holiday, and you add Dame to that, it's gonna be smoke in the city. No question. When, <laughs> when you when you put that together, and I feel like he's the perfect, the perfect punch for them. He's the perfect punch for Giannis. I feel like he's gonna elevate his game even more because a lot of stuff that Giannis had to do. Dame is going to take pressure off of him. And when Giannis is, you know, like Amari, giving you 47 minutes to just kill every time you got his closer in. You know, right. the last no two doubt. minutes, no I can get, it's Dame time, and you can let him finish the game off for you. So I think it's perfect for them. Yeah, Giannis got the mentality too, bro. Like, what I like about him is 
he uh, he got that competitive spirit. You understand me? Really? Like he ain't, it don't turn he ain't off. Playing no games. He's like, I ain't working out with no players in the offseason. <laughs> I ain't trying to shake their hands. I ain't trying to be friends with yeah. them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then on the court, you want to you want to attack everybody. Like you want you want to bring your A game and show your dominance. Yeah. And that's that mentality you gotta have when you're trying to win a championship and you're trying to be the best. And then you got Dame, who's a finesse. Silent assassin. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna be a, a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, it make it makes it because he's the perfect, perfect piece for them. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, like you just said, Giannis can dominate you the entire game, whole game, just just in the end kill you. And then it's right. like, okay, where he may not be his most most dominant is at the end of games, closing games with shots right. and doing things like that when they're trying to stop him from getting to the rim. You know what so that now mean? they bring in. If not the most elite closer, one of he's yeah. the top two, three guy as far as like closing and hitting big shots and and doing that type. That's Dame time. That's what he no does. Question. So like mm-hmm. for me, it's like this is gonna be scary to see, and it's it's a, it's a match made in heaven. And I know as much as Dame, you know, had his hopes set on Miami when that call came through, he had to turn around like. Like, yeah, hey, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. damn, I mean, this is like... You can't turn that one down. Yeah, you can't. Not you, Big Greek freak standing there, the dominant thing, dude, that he is in his prime, and you got this much and time to go with him right. and a supporting cast. Right. You, yeah, listen, exactly. you get the lotto with that one. Yeah, it's, it's. I think it's a special thing when you have already two good players in Milton and, and Giannis, and then you bring a... Another player in that can lighten the load. Top seventy five. Top seventy five all time. Right. And, and like, the personality that's, that's though, the personality player. is key. He's you right. know he's a he's a good teammate type no guy. Doubt. He's not he's a like guy that's gonna come no up like and come right. in and disrupt and do that. So it just it fits all the way around to me. Yeah. Now on yep. the other side of that, Miami. Mm-hmm. Dame wanted to go there. He came out publicly and said he wanted to go there. Why did he not go there? Do you think the Heat? Didn't put all enough chips in, or, or or do you think it was just a scenario where Portland said, "Damn that, I don't give a damn what happened. He ain't going there." Because we know it could have been either. It could have been a number of things. Right. We heard a lot of different variations of people sure. and, and trades that were being thrown out there from the Miami side. We don't know what's true or false, but we heard a lot of different things. But what do you think? Was it Miami didn't do enough, or was it Portland just was like, I don't give a damn. He ain't going there at the end of the day regardless. Well, I don't, I don't think Miami had enough assets to give to Portland. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure they wanted Bam and right. a few other players, and Miami like, nah, we can't give up Bam. We yeah. can't, you know what I'm saying? Because that's one of their core guys. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think Miami had enough assets to give over to Portland. So then that's why that didn't work out. I'm sure Portland would have tried to please Damon and send him where he wants to go because he's been a loyal player yeah. for them and you know what I'm saying, like all these years. But I don't think Miami had enough. And yeah, yeah, I feel I feel like now though, with, with Milwaukee, it's a good spot for him. I feel Excellent. like uh, you know, we we we've been playing this game the last couple of years of where you'll get a player to say that he wanna be out on the team and it works out for him. He go to the team that he wanna go to and everything. And sometimes you get the player that say he wanna be out and he goes somewhere opposite of where he really wanted to go to. I just feel like this situation, it was just like Miami lost it. The strategy that they used to get him and all this stuff just didn't work out. And it kind of rubbed Portland the wrong way, where I feel like Portland on purposely, like, yeah, we're going to X you out. He's going right. to have to go somewhere else. Because you know on the back side of that, I heard, well, allegedly there's rumors that, uh, that, that after that deal, Miami tried to get in on the Drew Holiday. And mm. 
hell to the no on that too. Okay. It's <laughs> in Boston, you see right, what I'm saying? Right, right. So it could, it could, it could be something going on. But I don't know. I mean, I just I just don't have enough information to know on that. But yeah. You know, either way it go, I think Portland turned out with a good situation. Yep, they did. They the got players they brought in. They yeah, got good I stuff did. back. And then Milwaukee too. set with, with with what they got. And then Boston also bringing in Drew. I think that's so, a good look. Yes, let's move right on to that. Talk about Drew Holiday going to Boston now. How did you, like, I know for me, me and D talked about this when it first happened. And I was kind of not, I mean, first of all, this make no mistake, you need the Drew Holiday, especially after losing Marcus Smart. I, right. I agree with that. You absolutely need him. But my question about giving up Robert Williams was, I don't know. Did they have somebody who gives them what he presented? Yeah, now, I don't, I don't, there's I don't a caveat think so. that he gets, he's hurt a lot <laughs> and he misses a lot of games. I heard that. But yeah, like, but so does Brzingis. That was my exact thing. Like, if, if unless they telling me that the, the KP, because I got zero problems with him when he's healthy. He's right. a, he's a he's amazing. Sure. So, but Six unless God. he's gonna be there at least sixty plus games, then it's you. I don't understand what happened there. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, listen, um, you know, KP when he's healthy he is a great asset to have on the team. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But to give up the time, Lord, you yeah. know what I'm saying, like. Yeah, that's a that's a heavy lift. Yeah, yeah. that's that's hard for me to. That's I he mean, presents something at that rim for them. That, yeah, yeah you at see the rim, yeah. they don't have rebounding, yeah. tenacity. Mm-hmm. He brings all that to the table. Yeah, KP gonna be out with the finesse, the shooting the threes, the euro step, Is and he all this. Takes the basket. Right? You see what I'm saying? We need somebody to protect the basket. But I guess they feel like their perimeter guys should be able to lock down the wing with Tatum, Brown, Holiday. They should be able to lock down. But that inside presence, people fail to realize how important that is. Yeah, I, I feel like we in the league where we do got some good players. They got to have somebody to meet Giannis, somebody to meet yeah, Embiid, somebody to meet Joker, AD. I feel like um, the three untouchables was was Brown, Tatum, and I felt like Robert Williams was the other untouchable. I love Drew Holiday going there. I feel like it's the perfect fit for him, but at the cost of giving up Robert Williams. That's tough. Yep. That was tough. That was a tough decision for me. I think it really going to take a – I got to really see it, but it might take a, a little notch away from them defensively. Yeah. I feel like the reason they've been holding down Embiid in them playoffs and all that because they had a player like Robin Williams that can focus on Embiid and protect no that doubt. basket even and more. And I still like Horford. You know, Horford, the, the, the trusty vet, he going to be yeah. solid, come in and give him what they need. And, right. Uh, I, I would assume they they bring Blake back because Blake played well for them. It was a good, you know, vet for him. You know what I'm saying? As yeah. far as that, but um, we gonna see. We gonna see what Boston got. Well, let's go back out west, man, to the to the to the Lake Show. Mm-hmm. I want to get y'all take because Anthony Davis was was I was watching his interview. He's saying he want to play 82 games and mm-hmm. this and that. Like, what's y'all take on? What AD needs to be for the Lakers to have the success that they that they want to have is like far as being a championship team and winning it all. What does AD need to be? I mean, he got to be almost a first team All NBA guy. You know what I'm saying? Like you got you got a first or second team at least. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to you got to bring your A game because LeBron, LeBron gonna do his part. He's he he already, all he already dedicated season to his son. Yeah, that, I saw so that too. That, mean. yeah. that means it's business. It's, it's, it's business it's, time. It's business for yeah. real. You know what I'm saying? And so now AD got to back it up too. AD, I see him in the gym, weight training, getting his body right, getting stronger, which is all important. But that has to be maintained throughout this throughout the season. It can't just be in the summer. It can't just be a, a weight training regiment in the summertime. Keep that going all the way through the season. 
So when the postseason come along, you're in top shape. You feel what I'm saying? Body's still strong. Your body's still strong. You're taking care of yourself. Now, if he does that and he play the way we know AD can play, Lakers going to be a problem. I feel like uh, I'm waiting on AD a top 75, but I'm waiting on that that MVP year. He don't have to win the MVP, but being in the race, being the second or the third person in the no MVP votes, I'm waiting on that year for him. And I hope it was I hope it is this year. Cause I feel like it's time for LeBron to officially hand that torch to number two and, and be a number two now and turn on over. But I'm just looking for A D to have that MVP year. And I hope he do play eighty two games. I mean it's, it's it's really about efficiency. Yeah. Right. In, in order to prolong your career and have a long season of playing 82 games, you got to be efficient. Your balance got to be there on your shots. Your footwork got to be intact. Mm-hmm. Your strength got to be there. Your core got to be tight. Like all those little details mm-hmm. will prolong your season. You know what I'm saying? So when you're doing your weight training and all these things, and if you focus on each individual training regiment, then that's going to help you in the games. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. just being realistic. I don't need, nor do I expect AD to play 82 games. Mm-hmm. With his, you know, injury-prone history, like, I don't expect that. And even if he didn't have that history, 82 games is still a huge ass for, you know what I'm saying, yeah. to make, oh, you just going to play. Like, that's not an easy thing to do when you go through a full season and you sure. know how it is. It's a lot of wear and tear. With him having that history, I don't, I'm not asking him to play 82. Right. But I do need you to be out there at least 70 to 72 and, like, as much as you can. Just, just you know what I'm saying? Ain't no more we just about to take it easy tonight. Like, and knowing that, you know what I'm saying, for the long haul, we we need you. So it might be a game where he has a sprained ankle and it may not be the smartest thing to play a back-to-back or something. So right. he missed this one game so you could be stronger for the next two, three weeks or months or whatever. But, sure. like, we need you there ever present all the time as much as you can be being impactful and being like y'all say first second team mvp level type player that's what they need that's like for me i'm not i feel like it's unrealistic to ask him for 82 games but i do ask you for all that you could get do everything like max out do everything you can to prepare to put yourself in the best case scenario now wherever those chips fall we deal with them like you land on somebody's foot row you can't do nothing about that right training nothing don't do nothing for that but like we all understand that but like other stuff, your body just breaking down and you didn't even really do nothing like that. You, you could have tried to do something about that. Yeah, sure. I, I just think it's time for, you know, he posed to be in the list, man. You're starting to see all these big men getting named, the Jokers, right. the MB, and nobody is naming AD. And they all of us know that his skill level is, is top notch. Yeah. So I just want it to match everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel like the Lakers overall as a team, though, what they did this summer, they created a deep team. I feel like they got 11 players that really can get on the court and, and hoop and ball. I love what they did this summer. I love how they put it together. But, you know, I hope D'Lo is turned to a, a score instead of worrying about playing the point guard because yeah. it's hard to play a point guard on a team with LeBron. LeBron is the point guard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. What do we feel about the situation that's going on right now in Philly? With James Harden, the front office, and the you know he wants out, all of the different things that he said about Daryl Moore, he's a liar. Like, what do we feel about how? Where? What? Where is that situation trending to? How is it going to be signed? At this point, he hadn't been to training camp yet. He missed media day. How do you see that playing out for him? It's messy, man. You know, any any time you're conducting business, 
it's never smart to go public and have an announcement about somebody in public. I agree, because it yeah. makes it harder to deal with. And now it's harder to deal with. Now you got all these opinions out here in the world chiming in, and it makes it just hard to come up with an agreement with whoever you're in business with. You know what I'm saying? So that was the first mistake. Now it's already messy. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like dating a girl who just can't stop talk running them out. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, man, <laughs> man, I, I'm sorry, sweetheart. I got this guy. I gotta let this go. And yeah. uh, everybody, you know what I'm like everybody got opinion now. So everybody got an opinion. So now it's like, what do you do? Do you like bring James in and bring him around the players? Is that going to hinder the chemistry of the team? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You let them go and let them sit, stay home so they can try to be the best version of themselves as a team without James. It's just a messy situation, man. It's, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to figure that part out. Yeah, it's you know we in a league where it's a double edged sword. You know, you you get some guys who feel like they should be playing on the team and getting minutes. You get some guys who playing on the team. With James, I'm big on energy. You know, y'all trying to win a championship and your your whole season, every season now when you got an MVP is like championship up or bust. Right. So you taking the long chance by not getting rid of him and bringing him in the locker room with that energy and it's starting the season off right. like that. It's hard That's to start a the season deal, off man. like that when y'all need to bond and be brothers right. to go as far as you need to go. No question. So it's, it's scary these days when you have guys asking for trades or you have guys in they feeling but about that. And I don't knock the guys all the time because, you know, we're, like I say, a double-edged story lead. A guy, they won't even call you until you, you trade it. Right, they that's true now. Call that's you real. You that's true. Like, so it's a double-edged sword. With, so I'm not on all the players. Do you feel? But that energy is key. Do y'all right. feel that, that, that right now, Harden is in a like a funny scenario though because of his status, who he is, what people think of his game at this point, what what he feels he should be paid. Like, do you think he's getting into that to that weird situation, kind of like where Melo was in toward the end? Do you think that could be James Harden at some point, like where yeah, he's you, sitting here, he's looking for a team to be on, and 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 that's not happening for whatever reason? Yeah, you you only get. D- depending on who you is, you only get too many chances. You only get so many chances. I mean, you only get so many chances to jump from team to team. You only get so many chances to ask out. He kind of running out of all his good cards. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? yeah. And it's getting to a point where it's, this is what you got to deal with. So I think it's he, he pushing it a little bit. This he can be where. You just get left. You know how this NBA is. It can be the smallest thing, and that can be the label that you have on your name for the rest of your career. Right. Where every team you go to, the first question they ask is, so, yeah, so what's up with that stuff that happened in so-and-so? But I, I do <laughs> is you think cool it can be, now? I do think it can be salvageable. No, nah, I think so, too. I'm just you saying. That's what I'm saying. What I'm saying. It's, it's just scary when you see, because I never thought what happened to Melo could happen. Like, yeah. I was like, what? Like, Still got game right now, you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. what you mean? So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, when you, because it's that, it's that same thing. Like, when you get hard, it's not just, like, you getting whatever player you think. Like, this is a, even if he himself isn't the problem, he's just viewed as this huge personality. He got crazy, you know, he was who he was the whole time he was doing his thing. So, like, that's, like, a big thing you bring into whatever locker room. I think, I think, I think when I say salvageable, I think the best way to go about it at this point for James is to have a conversation with Dal Morey and really express how he feels and what the situation entails. And they have that conversation and then be able to make an, you know, address that to the media in a sense, 
because he's the one that came out in the media and said this guy's a liar and all these things and called the man out of his name. This man has a family, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but if you if you come out and then also say, hey, there are more, and I had a conversation. We are working this thing out, you know, for the better of the team, and leave it at that. Meet now they t- can go behind the scenes, meet with your work. teammates, and say, hey guys, I'm back. I'm on. I'm in full, full, full throttle. No, no stepping out of the situation. I'm all in. Yeah. And then they can now become a cohesive team. But it don't sound like Harden's there. Hey, I don't you know if he's like there. feel like you owe money. You be like, hey, I don't want to hear all that stuff. I just want my money. <laughs> right. Know, I feel like he took it, play cuts for that. But if you don't get it from that. this squad, who going to pay him with the next squad? You got to put you it gotta, on display to show that he worth what he wants. Let right. me ask you a question of this. Like, you see a lot of teams, uh, I don't want to say team up or making super teams and so forth on, but you played with a team that had two superstars possibly Hall of Famers. All three of y'all played together. You coached on a team that brought three superstars, possibly Hall of Famers. You see all these teams getting together, the, the Giannis and um, Middleton and Lillard, uh, Jason Tatum over here, Phoenix, Golden State, got CP over there, not trying to work it out. What are some of the things that you remember when you played together to get the camaraderie and get it right, and some of the things when you seen it was coaching that it was like, man, if we would did this more and kind of came together more, how would it go? And what advice would you give these teams that's trying to put something like that together? Well, I think as a player, you know, when you have when you have your core group or you have your franchise your cornerstone guy. You try to build around that player. So when I was in Phoenix, I was that guy. We went and brought Steve to Phoenix. Sean was there. Sean was already there. Sean was already an all-star before I got there. Mm-hmm. He was already putting up numbers. So, you know, and then I got drafted to Phoenix. And then Joe Johnson was already there. Mm-hmm. So we had a nice little core of guys. And then we went and brought Steve in to kind of add to that, right? So our team was built organically. Mm-hmm. But now we have players that's trying to join other teams. I can see how, like CP, for an example, he's you know later in his career, he want to be on a contending team. I understand that. When you're in your prime, I'm really not trying to join somebody else's team that's competing against me. Mm-hmm. I got to do what I got to do in the gym to beat you. Yeah, you, you see what I'm saying. It's like me in my prime leaving Phoenix and going to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Right, like, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but. From a coaching standpoint, when when I was part of the coaching staff in Brooklyn, we had James, we had Kyrie, we had KD. Kyrie and KD was already there, right? So we're like, well, as a coach, we're like, we're going to want to try to build the best team possible in order to win a championship. Mm-hmm. So we're all for bringing in the next superstar player. But it's a matter of now cohesively getting all those minds to be on one page. Right. And so that takes a lot of, you know, cultivating. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta talk to the, you have to talk to each player, you have to bring them in together, figure out what's the objective, how everyone feel about this, about this defensive strategy, how you feel about that, how you feel about the offensive game plan. And then once they all feel comfortable in that space, then you can work it out. But if you have players who are not trying to listen, no, I want the ball more. Yeah. And you're like, wait, you want the ball more? I'm the leading scorer. If you have all that going <laughs> on, then it's going to be a mess. How important is the off-the-court like relationships? I remember when I was with the Clippers, we used to be together all the time. Right. And I remember when I was talking to Q when he was in Phoenix, 
y'all was together all the time, right? Like, having events at each other's house, doing stuff right. on the road with each other, eating. How was important the chemistry off the court instead of just separating, going to your families, and I see you at practice? Yeah, or I, the mean, game I, I mean, stuff. off the court camaraderie is just important as on the court. Mm-hmm. You're almost, it's almost 50-50. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, in Phoenix, we always hung out, whether it's, whether it's dinner, whether it's a gathering at somebody's house, yeah. hanging out with the family and the kids, getting to know the children. Mm-hmm. Like, that family environment allows you to have, you know, conversations on the court. Like, hey, you, you missed this assignment. You let your man drive baseline. It's in the middle. Yeah. He's not taking that as a negative approach yeah, at him like that you know what i'm saying like all right i got you mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so that that off the court chemistry allow you to hold your teammates accountable without them getting offensive yeah because you're saying they made a mistake you know what i'm saying yeah that's how important it is how do we view memphis now i mean they had a lot of momentum i feel like it's 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 kind of slowed down especially with you know job about to be in not injured but uh suspended for 25 games for all of that stuff that went on, but they got D Rose there, as a, brought him in as a free agent. Dylan Brooks is gone. What do we see? What do we see Memphis doing this year? I kind of don't understand. I I know Jai's out twenty five games, but you got Jai, you got D Rose, you got Marcus Smart, and you got Bang. And it's like all of them are like the same height. They like the same build. Right, they don't right, all do right, the same right, thing. Right. It's like it's four of them. Like. How, who gonna be the eye man out? You just gave Bain a hundred and and what? A hundred and a two man. So he he like you know, that's, out, that's, you know he a two yeah, man. He ain't really in that point guard fray. Still, yeah. but he's he's part of that rotation. It's just them guys is like similarities is a lot closer than we we think. And yeah, somebody Bain, gonna get the smart. eyeball out the middle, you know. Mm-hmm. Bang got in his favor. He he's the he. I think he's the out of that group of names you just named. He's the best scorer. He's the best scorer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think he's better scorer than than Ja? I don't know. I, not, not, <laughs> I mean, I, ja, first of all, Ja ain't even in this conversation because when he come back, that's he all NBA. He's, yeah. He's but even when he get there, it's not really a question of like is Ja gonna play. Like you fucking right. He's right back in. Like yeah, you know what I'm saying. Ja so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like when you talk about. I wouldn't really mean comparing him to that. To, to John, I'm talking about the rest of them. When you talk about Smart, you know, uh, whoever else, even D Rose, mm-hmm. Bain is a he's a he's he averaged like over twenty last year. Yeah, he, he, yeah. Got, he got busy. He yeah, got busy. He's, a, yeah. he's getting buckets. So mm-hmm. you know, he he separates himself from that that kind of conversation. Like I'm the best bucket getter right here. Yeah, <laughs> Memphis well coached, right? They got they got a good coach, and so I expect them to win a lot of games from a coaching strategy standpoint, but. Like you were saying, D Miles, they they small up front. Yeah. And you playing against you you in the West. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if they're gonna be a top five team in the West. I don't see that. I see them yeah. on the on the bottom half of that. Yeah. They done went down. So and then they lose and drop at twenty five games. The one thing I I, I wanna tough. see out of them, because I I'm a big fan. I like I like Jaron Jackson Jr. And yeah. I think he's a I think he's a stud. He the only my only, only, only complaint. Is he has to play without fouling? Yeah, he fouls out too much. He's in foul trouble too much. Where you know how that is, you can't be in when you need to be if you in foul right. trouble. So I think that's like that's the only complaint I got with him. Period with his game. Everything I mean, he's a bit of space. He be leading the league in blocks. He beating shit up at the rim. You know what I'm saying? Well, the offensively, he could do either hand. He he got the whole package. I just need him to figure out how to not foul. Right, and that's the key when you're a shot blocker. You always thinking about blocking the shot, mm-hmm. and it takes a level of maturity to know, like, okay, be patient. When I can block it, how to be patient, 
how to you know be long, get right. out of there. Right. Like you have to, maturity will help kind of get that all figured out. Yeah, that's that's the only thing with him. I think everything else, he big time. I yeah. want to ask y'all about the Heat. He come off a, a amazing run, a historic run in the in the uh, in the playoffs last year, and get all the way to the finals and lose. But they didn't add nothing, and they lost a lot this summer. Is yeah, it a fail? Did they had a failure summer? That you would say they didn't get none of the big names. They didn't add nothing to what they had, and they lost a lot that was helping them out. They Last lost year. a lot. They lost a lot. They lost a lot. They did not bring in anyone else that's going to help them. Um, take another step. To take another step. So, I, I, you know, failure is, is is a tough word, but I think. Yeah, I don't want to say that either. But here's the thing. They got they got good coaching staff. And what, I, what I'm saying is development-wise. You mm-hmm. know it. You, you know don't pull a rabbit out their head like, so, who's right. this one? Like, so always that, one, yeah. right. <laughs> right. So the players they have now, they're going to develop into being something that we haven't seen from them before. Mm-hmm. So they st- they'll still be a top team or a team to focus on, but they did not bring in anybody else. They did not improve from a roster standpoint as far as free agency. Being somebody that, you know, you and your career, you worked out with Dream. Yeah. What do you think Giannis can take away from him going, we saw over the summer that he spent time and worked with Hakeem the Dream. What do you think he can take away from that and learn and bring to his game? Yeah, I mean, when I was in New York, um, Coach Mike Woodson wanted me to play the five and develop more of a back-to-the-basket game. And him and Dream was good friends. Mm-hmm. So he's like, Stat, I want you to go down and work out with Dream, you know, for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. That's cool. No problem with that. I was already training heavy that summer anyways. And so I flew into Houston and started training with them. And a lot, a lot of a lot of things I learned was very helpful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I learned certain ways to to attack the post, certain angles to 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 look at when I'm on the post, how to attack, when to attack, what kind of footwork is needed for certain moves. So all that was helpful. And I took all that knowledge back to New York and I still worked on all that even in practice before practice or after practice to kind of master it. So I think Giannis, it will help him also in his post game. Right. And I don't know if we saw that a lot from Giannis in the past few if years. He get, I feel like, bro, if he get a post game, it's going to be curtains. It's, it, because yeah. that the one thing that they do, like everybody talk about, they wall up against him and don't let him get his full head of steam. If he gets a post up, it's over. It's because over. now <laughs> I don't need that I can – just turn and drop, drop, drop. Go to the block. Like you can drop when you can <laughs> right. drop somebody. It's over. Right. It's over. Like that's like think about it. That's what Paul Pierce, the, yeah. the Kobe's. They just wherever they drop it, give it to him. Like if he develop a like some get some little mellow shit going. Like man, listen. Yeah, no doubt. Back to the basket moves, footwork, jump hook, left, right, swing throughs, yeah. up and under moves, yeah. all that. Read the double team when it comes. Yeah, They're kicking the ball out to shooters. Exactly. Yeah. So like you can't double team too much down there. Yeah, game, middle team. Right. Yeah. Young is stronger than everybody in the post. So he can get he can establish his position easily. So and then if you just take that knowledge that Hakeem's giving him, that's gonna be that's gonna be an added bonus for his game. I know this league has got small. Do you think CP and, and Steph Curry can start the game together? Maybe. Right, because CP is a floor general, right? So Steph is a guy that's going to come off screens so CP can get everybody the ball. Yeah. It's a matter of can he start with Draymond? Yeah. Because Draymond, Draymond's also— he one that's doing he's, he's a guy that does that. Yeah. But if Draymond—I think last year Draymond started coming off the bench. 
That's not happening. So yeah. that so that may not happen. I'm not I'm not sure what the dynamics are, but yeah. you know, CP could be a Draymond when he's not on the court. I think for me, knowing CP, Draymond, Clay, Steph, those guys are brilliant when it comes to basketball. You know sure. what I'm saying? And high level, high IQ dudes. I think I think Steve Curl find a way to make that work, man. I don't I they started Clay, Steph, and Poole together once upon a time. So I don't see yeah. why CP wouldn't be able to start. And even if he didn't start, I still see him being able to be one of the first guys off the bench and now not even coming in for Steph. Stuff for whoever. Now, Steph becomes Ray Allen and Reggie Miller. Sure. Take the ball out of his hand and you got the point guard, CP, right. who's going to always know how to get the ball to whoever need to get it. Absolutely. But imagine that. Now, you sub CP in and you got him at the point and you got – Clay, you basically got Ray Allen and Reggie Miller. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Clay and Steph running around, coming off screens. Yeah, and CP going to put like, the ball on the dime. And you got CP just, just picking this. it apart. Right? Have, you see what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. I'm saying know. this, but what if you you have a starting lineup of you got Book, you got K, you got Book, KD, and Bill running your one, two, three. How Steph and, and CP going to play? How they gonna guard? How they like? What they gonna? Well, the defensively is gonna be a, a difficult task, right? Because you know you put them in the post. Yeah, like how they gonna guard? Like that's what I'm saying. Having them two on that's the floor. A good point. And that's, CP is not the same guard that he but I'm was saying, playing that's defense. A, that's you know? the same thing right. we could add. Like not going at anybody being disrespectful, but Steph and Poole aren't elite defenders and they started and played heavy minutes throughout a championship run yeah, together. But they, and it seemed like they was playing a lot together. Once, especially once Steph came back. No, they did. The it didn't feel like they was playing they a whole did. lot of minutes together. It felt like he was, I'm subbing for you for Clay or I'm subbing you for Steph. Either one come out, also, I'm subbing you, you my gotta, first sub. Yeah, you gotta think, you gotta think too, Steve Kerr gonna figure out a defensive strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they try to set pick and rolls and they try to switch. Then they can triple switch. Mm-hmm. Right, push push CP back out, Draymond take the roll yep. up. So they'll they'll work on different strategies to figure out how they can compensate the defensive side. Let me ask you this. You was a longtime teammate of Melo. He he just recently retired. We was in um Puerto Rico with the Jordan brand, celebrated retirement this that and third. Crazy, unbelievable, top seventy five career. In your mind, where should his jersey be retired? Mm. Where should it hit the rafters? I mean, I only think it's only clearly between Denver and New York, but should it be both? Should it be one or the other? Or how you see? That's a good it? question because he had he had almost an identical career in both places. Yeah, and yeah. he was he was yeah he was the face of Denver for the whole time he was there. Then he yeah. took it to New York and did the same thing. I'm not yeah. mad at both. Yeah, um, playoff success almost the same. I think he went to the Western Finals though in Denver. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's a good question. Because he had a lot of he had a lot of a lot of success in both places. Mm-hmm. I know Denver is where it all started. Exactly. Um, but New York is also where he he had a he had a, a, a great run there also. That's why it's you know to me it's hard to say which. I'm not mad at both teams doing. I I'm, I feel like he deserves it. Yeah, he's top he's top seventy five talent. One of the greatest offensive players I ever seen. Period. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't. I mean, Melo Melo scored fifty points all jumpers. Come on now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All in triple threat. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> dynamic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, he definitely got to get respected in, those, in, in both cities possible. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. What you think, Black? I think both. I think both of them need to get him. Even though he's he wore number 15 like Joker, I think 
that still should. Oh both, yeah, yeah, yeah. Think, that's gonna be. Damn, that's gonna be a problem. I think both should get retired at fifteen. They both. Well, he played number six. He played with seven in New York. Yeah, he played yeah, seven. Seven going up in New yeah, York. That's not a team. Between Denver with Joker, with Joker down there. That's interesting. <laughs> That's crazy. That's I, I ain't little... thinking about that. Yeah, so I, I feel like they both should. Well, should... I mean, Denver probably not thinking about retiring his jersey anyways if they gave Joker fifteen. Well, that was initially, but you know, yeah. now it's a lot of lot I mean, of years even, later. Even when I don't I, think even they when think, I, think Joker was going to be that. Nobody wore thirty two when I left. I mean, they had they had uh, the Shaq what? Shaq had thirty two. So. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough <laughs> one with Joker with 15. Let me ask you this. We lost in the Olympics, well, in the World Cup this year. Do you feel like it's time for us to go ahead and, and load up and bring one of them redeemed teams or them dream teams and put our best foot forward next summer? Yeah, it sounds like it not already Olympics? happened. Yeah, the boys starting to commit. KD, LeBron, Steph on the commit. They didn't commit it already. Oh, they have? Yeah, it's They time. already committed. Oh, it's, 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 it's already time. begun. It's time. No <laughs> the doubt. The Avengers have started to so, assemble. So if you, uh, if you had to pick a starting lineup out of the guys – that you feel that should go and they should be the starter, who would be the five that'd be starting? Starting five, Steph at the point, Book at the two, KD, LeBron, and at the five slot, it's a question mark, uh, right? Because I'm not, I'm not totally sure. Who's the best, like, American five? AD. AD. Mm-hmm. Him and Bam, probably. Right. And I will probably go with AD at the five in that case. Mm. Yeah, that's a good five. That's a good five. Let me hear this. Who y'all pick for who's going to win MVP this year? Mm. This going to be surprising to say. Mm. <laughs> and I don't want to just out. But, man, I think Dame Lillard got a, a good chance of just going over there and just really being an MVP candidate. Okay, like, so got, I, I think my early Dollar pick. New spot. Okay, I think Dame Lillard is going to show them folks I mean, that I'm with it. I'm going with the number one jersey in Phoenix, champ. Book. I think Devin, Devin Booker. Booker. He got mm. the book. Okay, because the reason why I say that because they could be the top team in the West. Mm-hmm. If right not, at the top of the league and at the top of the league. And that team is somewhat built around him. Mm-hmm. And he's going to get his numbers. Oh, yeah. So he have a chance to be the league MVP if that if that continues. I'm going with Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. Dude. He, he was like, I felt like if it was the first half of a season MVP, he would have had that last year. He definitely would have. And, um... We know how we know how young fella trying to he he trying to pull up he trying to get to it so I, to I, I, I think I think I think Tatum you know I think this could be his year man I yeah. think he got a solid team just like you said with book he gonna team gonna be somewhere around the top of the league top mm-hmm. of the Eastern and, and wins and record and all of that we know that plays a big part but I think I think he gonna he gonna show another phase to his game and he gonna he gonna take another step this year yeah yeah no doubt. No doubt. Defense player of the year? Defensive player of the year. I, I got AD. I think Man, if, if AD played them 82 games or them 70-some games, like he said, I got AD up there as maybe a defense player of the year. Mm. I'm going to say mm. defense player of the year? Yeah. I feel like he's the defender on their team. He's the one. I'm going to say kinda... Bam or Drew Holiday. I was going to say Drew mm. also. 
Because mm, I, I think, again, with Boston, they're going to be good. They're going to be on TV. Yeah. He's, you it's know. only two point guards to ever. One, I, that's what I'm player, saying. Yeah. I think I think that's going to, I think, but I think. It'll be more. Yeah, I think Pam or, or Drew. But I think I'm almost leaning toward Drew a little more because I think they're going to be better as mm-hmm. a team. They'll have a better record and all that. And that kind of matters when you get down to that stuff. No mm-hmm. doubt. Uh, rookie of the year. This is a good one. We got Vic Wimbanyama, we got, got Scoot Henderson, Miller. and don't sleep, Chad Holmgren, although technically in his second year will be considered a rookie. So, you know, mm-hmm. then you still got Brandon Miller, you still got uh, Anthony Black, you still got a lot of different guys. Mm-hmm. That could, that could, we know how it go, pop up and just be hooping. Right. Go my young fellow from, from Alabama, man, Brandon Miller. I think he going to be, I okay. think he's going to be special. What are you about, 6'9", ain't he? Yeah, he about 6'8", 6'9". 6'8", 6'9". Shooting that yeah. thing. Smooth. Yeah. So you got B. Miller. Okay, shout out B. Miller, our young yeah. fella. Yeah, I'm not I'm not mad with that. Victor may be my choice. Mm, that's a great choice. Wendy. They if going he, through he, him. He, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you got to get a little stronger mm-hmm. to maintain that 82-game schedule. You know what I'm saying? Not mad at that. We know the all eyes going to be right down on uh I'm going to go with Chet. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Chet, man. I feel like he got a kind of like a he got a little cheat sheet. Cheat sheet. He had to, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, he was hurt all last year. He got to live that NBA life right. and see some kind of what goes into it, and see how other guys prepare and be in, be traveling and see what you know long trips and different things work uh, look like. So I think, and not only that, I mean, the more he, he cold, you yeah, know, what he, he wanted them like, and I think you know he it's gonna be exciting to see him get added to that young OKC team and see what he could bring, and I think he's gonna be right there in the mix with, with with getting that award. I think you know it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a tight one. Coach of the year, coach of the year, huh? I think uh-huh. uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Adrian Griffin. I'm gonna go with Adrian Griffin. Griffin. Huh? That's, that's okay. Okay. First year coach. Now, was that predicated upon the best record in the league or kind of? Kind of. They be the top one or two in their conference in the league. So, yeah, I say coach, yeah, him. I feel like they're going to have a good season. His first year coaching. Coach of the year, huh? (laughs) Yeah. First name came to mind with Tim Thibodeau, but I, you know. Hey, you know, I was just going to say that. I think Thibodeau got a chance at it. If the Knicks, if the Knicks tighten up, right? If they, if, if they, if they, Take one more step, which I think Julius Randle been in the gym like crazy this summer. Yeah. So his approach to the game is going to be grade A. Yeah. Taking the Bronx had a great run with the FIBA World Games. Yeah. So I think they may come back with some really, really, really nice good chemistry. And Thibodeau yeah. will get them boys on the right track. That would be my pick. Yeah. I'm going to go opposite of, like, the best team in the league type record. I'm going to go... Uh, I'm gonna go Ime Udoka. Hey, let's like go. he turned them young boys around and get Houston because they got a lot of talent, a they lot do. of pieces yeah, down they there. Do. And they don't like. I feel like he's in a scenario where they don't have to have the best record in the league, but right. like if he get them looking the right way and trending the right way, and you know they they up their wins and get close yeah. and something like that, and they playing the right type of ball, I think he could he could he could sneak 
be a sneaky pick. He's a really yeah, good coach. I, I like, I like yeah, him. Yeah, we know he may know what he's doing. That's yeah. why I say yeah, he, he, I, he, I, I like him, man. I'm, I'm I'm excited for Chauncey and what he gathered oh, with shot. everything yeah, yeah, he yeah, got. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. The, you know, young school. He got the Anthony Simmons. He just got mm-hmm. Aiden. He got Robert Williams. Right. Like, he got a whole young core. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm excited to see what he do down there. T. Lou got his hands full with the Clippers. Yeah. It's just the, it's, I think the health bug is, is just on. They just got to right. be healthy to compete. They if have all the tools. If right? y'all had to pick a team to say, like, going to be a surprise team, nobody ain't really talking about or thinking about, who y'all think? OKC. I think OKC is going to be the surprise team. Shea Gilchrist is crazy. 30 a game. They get checked back. They got Giddy. Mm-hmm. Like, they they deep as a young squad that actually can play and, and, and got some years in it. So I'm I'm excited to see them next year that's going to be a sleeper. Mm-hmm. They made the play in, almost made the playoffs in the AC, and yeah, I think mm-hmm. they're gonna make some. They're gonna be a surprise team next year. I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited. Call me a homer. I'm excited about the Magic, bro. Hey, like okay, for real. Like they 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 <laughs> okay. trending, they building. Like they got some young pieces. Is Jonathan Haji back? Yeah, yeah. He back Ajibak. healthy, back playing. Yeah. Okay. And I and like I think Jamal Mosley is is like the perfect coach for these young kids. This this new generation. They respond to him. He know how to motivate him. He know how to deal with him. And uh, I think he's doing an excellent job, man. I think, you know, uh, Jeff and John and those guys in the front front office did a great job the last two to three years, like adding good pieces and, you know what I'm saying, making moves to to, to complement what they got. And I think they got a, you know what I'm saying, they got a, a, a whole youth movement over there, boy. And I'm telling you, Paolo and Franz, them two boys is big time, bro. I'm telling you, they big time. Yeah, that's fine. And, Franz, like, you got good. a lot of good pieces around there. They got a lot of exchangeable, like, two-way players. Like, they just got a lot. Like, you know how it is to be good in the league. You got to have almost, like, two star lineups. And, like, even though they young and they all kind of yeah, similar. Like, they the can, Cole yeah. can start on teams in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Suggs can start on teams in the league. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Martel, Mar- Fol- yeah, folks yeah. can start on they that team and can be. And then, you know, you still bring a young athlete. Anthony Black, you got Jet Howe, you got you got some young pieces, man. I, I I just I'm excited for them. I hope everybody can stay healthy and you know they keep doing what they doing. I think they could be a surprise team. I'm not saying like, hey, they about to shake up the league, but I'm talking about just like good team to watch, good team. This is this trending the right way. I think a surprise team would be the Rockets. Them, yeah. I think I, th- I think I think because you brought up email, I started thinking about the team, and I do think with the leadership of Ime and the young core guys they have, I feel like they could be a sleeper. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They got to prove themselves, but they could be a sleeper. Win more games than people think they will. Right, exactly. Who's your early finals prediction? Finals prediction. Yeah, who you who have? Coming out the West, we're going with the Valley of the Sun. We're going to go with Phoenix. Okay. I think Phoenix coming out the West. East, we got Milwaukee. Mm. Cause I think Giannis is a different kind of guy, man. Yeah, he kind of got a little bit of a stat, kind of mental, hey, where he's just trying hey, to attack he, that he basket. Definitely remind me of how you know what I'm saying. <laughs> really like, young stat, you know what I'm saying. That's what Gers told me. Gers told me that back when um I was still playing in Phoenix at the time. I think Giannis was like 19 or 20. Yeah, you know Tim Gergovich was with us in Phoenix, <laughs> and he was like, he was like, stat, I want you to meet somebody, and he brought Giannis over. He's like, this kid remind me of you. Mm-hmm. And I was I was 23, 24 at the time, maybe a little bit older, 25. Yeah. And Giannis was like 19, 20. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then sure enough, 
He, he, he out there doing <laughs> he on a whole different level. They be moving out the way for him, but yeah, they know he yeah, coming. Yeah, I, uh, I'm gonna follow that cab, man. I agree with you. I'm a, I'm a roll with Phoenix and, yeah. and Milwaukee. My, yeah. my early finals predictions. It's hard for me to go against that. I, I gotta just <laughs> like, cause I, I want to say the Celtics a little bit, but I'm unsure until I see enough from them with the with the bigs and stuff. Because when you look at Brooke and Giannis versus, you know, Chris Stapps and whatever, whoever else. I don't know if it'll be Horford or whatever, but I got a little more faith in Milwaukee. So I'm I'm yeah. gonna have to I'm gonna have to go Milwaukee and um yeah, the West until something change, I don't see nobody knocking the Suns off. It yeah, should I feel the be same way. like, you know, it should be their time to, to come on out of there. Yeah. But speaking of the Suns, like I want to go back to young stat because I was I was there I was in the game like one I know this was like and I played with you and you you posterized a lot of dudes that Ooh. year because like tell me about the dunk on Oliver Candy in Staples Center in L A I was in the game I was on the Clippers at the time right mm-hmm. but like that was one of like I know that's one of the clips the highlights I see it enough to know that you see it probably way more probably than me. that, is that like one of the most replayed the dunks of, of your career that you see yeah it's definitely one of them for sure. Like, tell me how, like, like after that dunk and that day and that, when it went, like, how was that for you when it went viral? It was crazy because, you know, the Stephon face made, Steph made, face. It, even, made it even nasty. <laughs> face was mean. He was like, yeah, it's <laughs> nasty. Because when I when I caught the ball in the roll, I wanted to I wanted to dunk the ball so hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted the whole stadium to hear the dunk. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then Ottawa Camby, he jumped. So when he jumped, I'm like, this make it even more of a powerful dunk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So so I was already had my aggressive attack in mind as soon as I caught the ball. And then when he jumped, it just made it, it just made it just that much more of an epic finish because the sound that everyone heard is the reason why Steph kind of made that face. You're like a crash. I tell you, no. <laughs> I don't. I can't speak for him. I was. I didn't make the same face, but I made a face. I was looking at my teammates <laughs> on the bench like, damn. But the thing that made it crazy and nasty, cause like you know, like when you in the game, I'm getting a different angle than TV. I'm right. like running through the base. I don't. I think I was somewhere on the baseline or something, but I I saw it like this, <laughs> and to see it like that, cause it was like you six ten, he's seven feet seven one. You went up, you got that bitch in one hand, and then he like hit your arm, right? And it was like a a, a exaggerated cock back, and then who? <laughs> it was like God damn, and it was like you know how like sometimes he's the visiting player, so it's not <laughs> like the crowd was about to be like huh, but it still was a they like oh, oh right, it was a who oh, the whole crowd, and then it was like buzzing, like shit, like who? <laughs> and you know it was the end one, so now. He walking around and he hooked. I'm, uh, I'm, like, uh, I'm like, oh shit! Like, yeah, yeah. And then you seeing like it's still like a thirty second delay of the fans in the crowd. Like, oh, ooh, yeah, right. still you still hearing like deep breaths and gasps, and it was like, bro, it was like, god damn. And that was my rookie year. Yeah, rookie mm-hmm. stat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then when the ball, if you look at the replay, you saw the ball go through the net. On a straight, direct line to the ground. Yeah. So, so you know, so you, <laughs> so you know the force that was behind that was yeah. crazy. And that's why I said, so like he said, you could hear the dunk and you could hear him. Boom. I said, oh shit! It was like <laughs> it was a whole lot at once. I want you to tell us the memory, your favorite memory of, of being a son. What was your favorite memory of being a Phoenix son? My favorite memory 
there's a lot of them, right? There's a lot of plays that come to mind throughout my time in Phoenix. And it's always hard to just pick, like, one. Which one, yeah. It's, it's like an accumulation of all these things that happen, mm-hmm. right? And being a young high school player, going straight to the league, and trying to figure out the NBA, how this works, you still try to be the best you can be. But but I think, like, being the rookie of the year out of high school was probably one of my favorite moments yeah. because that hasn't happened before. Mm-hmm. And they didn't expect it. And it was, it, yeah, exactly. And it was a tight, it was kind of a tight race because y'all mean was like the next generation big. Yeah. And we're in the same class. And I'm like, yeah. it's this high school kid. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, that would have to be probably one of my favorite moments or the one year we was in the All-Star, All-Star weekend. Ah, oh, when we Denver, ran the table. When the whole team was there. Yeah, the whole The team whole was five. That was, that was classic. Yeah. Three-point shooting. Shout out to Steve for making that happen. Remember they tried to play me. Remember yeah. they won me in a three-point contest? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember that. <laughs> Steve said, no skills challenge for me if Q ain't there. Right, right. And then I was in the dunk contest. Steve was in the skills challenge. That was like a, a moment of, of my career that was, that was exciting because we all was like cherishing the moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was a good time. I give you a dope, and you tell me if it was if it like for me it was it was easily in in Phoenix my dopest memory. But one of them of the of our, of our career, my career. Remember when we got back from beating Dallas, and I'm talking about on the tarmac at the airport and it, it was fans right. everywhere. So I had crazy. never, I had never experienced nothing close to that. It was, like, team standpoint. Like, yeah. it was like we yeah. won a championship, bro. Mm-hmm. We got back at like two, three in the morning or something, three, fans four in the morning. <laughs> and they would, they had signs along right. the gates and the fences of, of the airport, bro. The yeah. private industry. I didn't even know the how airport. they knew what the fuck we were. <laughs> it was crazy. That was, that. I had chill bumps when I left up out there. Like everybody, you know, we, cause like you could see it from the plane, like, damn, they got news cameras, everything yeah. was going crazy. Then, you know, we all got to go get in the tournament, get our cars. And as we pulling out individual, they going crazy. Yeah, it was, I it said, was, it that was crazy. Was, that right there, that was the biggest it's ever gotten, like, for a team, all of us being set up for what we did. Like, right. it was like, you thought we had just won a championship. All we did was advance to the West Conference Finals. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. What do it mean to you to have a team, a team just appreciate what you brought to the table and the years you done put in, the hard work? Uh, I yeah. know me and Q, we were mind blown. We went to the Clipper game. They had us all on the jumbo trying. It was like, damn, right. man, I just, I'm glad they appreciate how we played and how we rocked, the way we played. Yeah. How was it to have a team that appreciate like what you brought to them, the years that you gave to them? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a beautiful feeling, man, because people fail to realize how much you put into the game. Mm-hmm. You know, we see the game on the court and you see us out there performing. But there's a lot of detail that go in practice, training, perseverance, watching film, mm-hmm. all that adds up to the actual performance on the court. And then you perform at a high level. Yeah. Right? So all the years I played in Phoenix, we had great success. You know what I'm saying? It was a, it was a total successful run from the start mm-hmm. of my rookie year all the way to the end. Yeah. And to see the appreciation from the ownership, the organization, the fans, the people, all over Arizona, you know what I'm saying? And even outside of Arizona, mm-hmm. like those fans, Suns fans they're like, yo, man, I love watching the Suns play. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I loved you guys. And so to see that appreciation and being honored in a way of a retired jersey, it's like the ultimate 
ultimate goal. You know what I'm saying? Do that forever. That's yeah. it. Last question. Who you got? Aces or Liberty for the WNBA mm. championship? And who will be your finals MVP? Mm. That's a good one. I want to <laughs> That's a good one. I mean, you got you got Stewie as the MVP this past season. This yeah. season. Right? You got Sabrina who a three-point knockdown yeah. shooter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the sloop. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So you got you got you got a squad on the Liberty side. Aces ain't no slouch either. Defending champs, you understand? They already they already solidified themselves as champions. They trying to run it back. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying? So, but if I had to choose, I would say that the New York Liberty would be the champions. Stewie MVP and Stewie will be the Finals MVP. Mm. Who you got? I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a roll with the Liberty. I'm a, I'm with him. I'm Stewie MVP. Both of them, Stewie MVP and Liberty. Yeah, Stewie I MVP think so. and Liberty. I'm going with the Aces, and I'm going with the point guard <laughs> Chelsea Gray as the MVP again. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm. because back back why? MVP. Because can't nobody check her. I think yeah, they're gonna put Laney on her. I think. Listen to what I just said. That's my pick. I'm saying <laughs> the Aces, <laughs> and I'm saying because. When the point guard get going, she can't be stopped. Can't nobody stop her. Yeah, she started fading away at all. Yeah, stop her. One leg fade. <laughs> all, I'm now. talking about, and it's been, you know, you know, it, if you going by the season, Asia has struggled a little bit against the the, the uh, Liberty here and there. Yeah, but ain't no answer for Chelsea. Right. <laughs> ain't no answer for Chelsea. So right. I'm going with the Aces. And I'm going with point guard. Yeah, I feel you. I feel yeah. you on that. Yeah. Well, that's a wrap, man. We did a special edition tap-in. We got our homeboy, Big Stat. Yes, AKA <laughs> going into the Ring of Honor stat. Yeah. Uh, legacy fame, stuff Nick, right there for my main man. <laughs> it's go. been a tap-in, man. Season coming up. WNBA season coming to an end. It's good times, man. We're going to be tapping in with you all year long. Let's go, Tune buddy. in. Yeah. Yes, sir. You know, you know what time it is. I want to thank y'all for your continued support of the Knuckleheads podcast. Be sure to give us two taps by writing a review and rating five stars wherever you get your podcast. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can also watch all the episodes on the Players Tribune YouTube page. Follow us on social media at Knuckleheads Podcast. And join our Knuckleheads Facebook group for exclusive content. Thanks again to all of our guests and fans. This wouldn't be possible without y'all. The Players Tribune.com.